everyone, and welcome to the Mentally Stable Podcast. My name is Maya Warshek, and today's episode, we're going to talk about ADHD. Also, I would like to give a little disclaimer. I am currently sick, so if I sound a little off, that's why. <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about ADHD. And before we get started, I just wanted to talk about how many people suffer or live with ADHD And I just wanted to give some statistics. So from like ages 2 to 5, it's about 388,000. And it goes up to 2.4 million from ages 6 to 11. And then it goes up to 3.3 million from ages 12 to 17. So as you can see, ADHD affects a lot of people and it can have a big effect on those people. Now for a little overview of ADHD, ADHD is marked by patterns of inattention or hyperactivity impulsivity. This can interfere with daily functioning or even development. Now for the three types of ADHD, I say types like that because they aren't really types, they're more so of categories that can help define the type of ADHD that a person has. The three types are inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity. Inattention is when you can't focus and you're disorganized. So like when the teacher is talking to you and it's hard to listen and focus on what they're really saying. Or when you have a bunch of homework and you can't organize it and can't figure out how you should start. Next is hyperactivity, and this is when you're always moving, like tapping or fidgeting. So like an example would be, When someone is sitting down and they're moving their leg up and down pretty fast, that's an example. And lastly, there's impulsivity. Impulsivity is when someone makes decisions or actions without thinking about the consequences that could come from those actions. Next, we're going to talk about signs and symptoms. So inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity are key behaviors, but it all depends on the person. Not everyone is the same. Some people only have one key behavior like inattention, while others may have all three. Now, everyone experiences a sense of ADHD where maybe they can't focus on schoolwork or it's hard for them to listen to a teacher. But for people with ADHD, it's more severe, more often, and can interfere with their daily life. So for signs and symptoms... I'm going to talk about each key behavior and the signs and symptoms for each behavior. So first, I'm going to talk about inattention. People with symptoms of inattention may miss certain details, have problems paying attention, maybe in school, not follow through on instructions like homework or chores, so maybe they forget, avoid or dislike tasks that require mental effort, so homework is a good example of that, be easily distracted by thoughts or outside distractions, and being forgetful on daily activities like chores, homework, and running errands. Next, I'm going to talk about people with symptoms of hyperactivity and impulsivity. So people with hyperactivity and impulsivity may fidget, feel restless, unable to engage in hobbies quietly, be constantly in motion or on the go, so this can mean fidget like in school or anywhere they go, talk nonstop, 
blurting or interrupting conversations, and having trouble waiting their turn. So this can mean they talk a lot or they interrupt when other people are talking. Signs and symptoms can appear as early as between the ages of 3 and 6 and can continue through teenage years and into adulthood. Symptoms can change, however, over time as the person ages. So at young ages, hyperactivity and impulsivity might be the biggest signs and symptoms, but as you get older, inattention can become more predominant. Moving on to risk factors. Now, no one really knows what causes ADHD, but several factors can contribute to ADHD, such as genetics, cigarette smoking, alcohol use, or drug use during pregnancy, exposure to toxins during pregnancy, exposure to toxins at a young age, low birth weight, and brain injuries. Moving on to treatment and therapies. Currently available treatments can reduce symptoms and improve function. Treatments include medication, psychotherapy, education or training, or a combination of those treatments. Now, for many people, ADHD medications reduce hyperactivity and impulsivity and improve their ability to focus, work, and learn. So, this might help when you're at school. The most common type of medication used for treating ADHD is called a stimulant. It works by increasing the brain chemicals, dopamine, and norepinephrine, which plays essential roles in thinking and attention. There are a few other ADHD medications that are non-stimulants, but can also improve focus, attention, and impulsivity in a person with ADHD. It is recommended that doctors and patients should work together to find the best medication, dose, or medication combination. You can learn the basics about stimulants and other mental health medications on the NIMH Mental Health Medications webpage and check the FDA website for the latest information on warnings, patient medication guides, or newly approved medications. Now for therapy options, there are many different types of therapy like behavioral therapy, which helps change your behavior in certain situations, so maybe at school it can help you control the way you handle your ADHD. Cognitive behavioral therapy, which teaches a person mindful techniques and meditations to control their ADHD. Family and marital therapy, which helps find better ways to handle the disruptive behaviors of a person with ADHD and stress management therapy, which can help parents deal with their children's behavior. Now I want to move on to something new that I'm going to try, which is where I tell a real-life story about someone living with ADHD. I found this story on psychiatry.org about a young girl named Tammy who was 8 years old, and she was going to school like normal and living her life like normal, when her parents started to notice that her grades were very low, with failure to complete class assignments and inconsistent performance on homework, which is a symptom of ADHD that we talked about earlier. At the time, Tammy complained about all the noises in the classroom were distracting, which is also a symptom that we talked about earlier. So her parents took her in to her pediatrician, and her pediatrician suggested a possible diagnosis of ADHD, primarily the inattentive type. Since there were no problems with her hyperactivity, her parents were reluctant to consider any medications. They got some self-help books to learn skills to help Tammy with her school assignments. 
After a while, it started getting worse, and a decision was made for treatment with a stimulant medication. Tammy had an expected response. She was especially pleased when she was moved to a higher reading group, and she was picked for her school basketball team. Her medication was tailored for more school time since her evening and weekend behaviors were not a problem. In the story, there were a couple of symptoms that I read off, but not all of them were listed, and that's because this can vary for each individual person. Not everybody is going to have the same symptoms, and that's something to remember. I also stated that in the beginning, they didn't want to give her any medication because they didn't think she needed it. But as time went on, they decided to give her treatment, and it started working. This is an example of the trial and error process, because not everybody is going to get the right treatment right away. It may take some time, and you might need to try new things to see what works best for you. Now, to end the podcast, I just want to end it with this one last note. Anyone can develop and be diagnosed with ADHD. People of all ages, no matter who you are, can have ADHD. But there are ways to manage and live with it and still be happy. That's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and make sure you come back for next week's episode. Bye! Thank you.